Welcome to Chinuch 2.0, a show about the massive changes coronavirus is bringing to our Chinuch system, some of which may never be the same again. with Rabbi Kasus, who's both a Hebrew principal in Yeshiva Shari Torah in the morning and an English principal in Masif Torah Tamim in the afternoon, how both of those yeshivas are using Zoom to teach their Talmidim and how he structures the day to make maximum use of the time. In this past week, many yeshivas have decided either to use Zoom or other video conferencing, and many yeshivas and communities have decided against using Zoom, feeling that using the internet would not be a good way of doing chinuch. I've spoken to many, many principals over the week about their decisions for their yeshivas or their communities to use Zoom or not to use Zoom. And what struck me from all my conversations is when I asked them, have the parents weighed in on the decision one way or the other, all of them told me that they hardly heard from parents at all. It's mo- mostly a decision based on their consultations with Rabbanim, Das Torah, or their own decisions, but not something that was based on the feedback or feelings communicated by parents. As parents, we have an achrayas to let our principals know what we feel on a particular subject. Our principals, at the end of the day, they just work for all of us. And it's important to let them know how we feel. We shouldn't just be giving a blank check to the schools for them to be mechanach our children without any input. Every parent has a strong feeling of what's good for their child, and it's important that we communicate to the school how we feel. We know that they might not always follow what we say, but it's important for them to hear. Principals should be reaching out to the parents, asking for input, on how the yeshiva is running things now and to see if they need any help. But parents also should be proactive in reaching out to the principals and the school and letting them know what it is that they feel is best for their children. On this show, we speak with Rabbi Yaakov Ringo of the International Nigri Chabad Shluchim School, which is a completely online school that's been operating since 2006. So for almost 15 years, they've been operating an online school serving the needs of Shabbat Shluchim all across the world. They have a school system with almost 1,000 students, all over the world, in different time zones, different countries, and different languages. Russia, China, India, Spain, California, Hawaii, anywhere. Although Rabbi Ringo lives in Montreal, and his children attend a regular school, he has many years of experience in working as a principal for children who are all across the world learning online. And he shares with us how his school operates and the systems they put in place to make sure that the quality of their chinuch is up to par. It's a fascinating conversation and really relevant to this period that we're going through. Let's go to the interview with Rabbi Ringo. We're speaking with Rabbi Yaakov Ringo. He's the principal of the boys' division of the Nigri Shluchim Online School. It's a school that has 
almost a thousand students across the world. They've been in operation for almost 15 years, so definitely uh, a lot of experience in teaching remotely. Welcome, Rabbi Ringo. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay, so uh, just to give our listeners a little a brief description of how your school operates and how things are done. Okay, so the, the online school, as we call ourselves, is a, uh, we run the school like you would expect any, any school to run. It's an educational institution that Moisad uh, Chinuch, that the intention is to provide authentic Chinuch, authentic education to students, just like they, were, they would receive if they were to be um, attending any kind of cheder, any kind of yeshiva. And um, our students are, are those that are, find themselves in generally in remote locations or locations that don't have uh, institutions of chinuch that would be uh, the kinds of institutions that their parents would normally want to send them to. So our particular branch of the online school services, as its name implies, specifically shluchim, the emissaries of the, of the Rebbe, and the shluchim find themselves across across the globe. And um, what lands up happening is, is that they go, the shluchim, as everybody knows, they go out with great mysterious nefesh, with great, great self-sacrifice to locations where you can definitely um, not anticipate to find traditional education. You know, famously, you don't find kosher foods, you don't find all kinds of uh, amenities that a from person would normally anticipate and that what they would, they would hope to have. But one of the primary problems, of course, is that the Shluchin don't have um, schools where they can send their children to. So um, a number of years ago, the Shluchin office um, opened or they, they answered to a call of providing chinuch for the children of the, of the Shluchim. So under the leadership of Rabbi Gedalia Shemtov and his wife, Mrs. Basi Shemtov, they started the online school or uh, the Shluchim online school the way that it was then. It wasn't online when it started about 15 years ago. It, was, it started off still in, the, in a form of, a, of telephone kind of conferencing. And that, and, that, and that grew and grew and grew to the point where, to the point where what landed up happening was that that uh, um, what landed up happening was that the students would go online, and after they landed up going online, they uh, we, uh, the the school grew to the point where there were classes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the idea became to to advance the school to be in the format of a regular school where there are, there are regular classes, regular periods, um, a starting time of the, of the starting time and an end time, and with the, ultimately with the purpose of providing the Yalde Hashluchim, providing the, the students with a full curriculum. So they will be studying whatever is being covered in regular in regular chadorim, um, in regular yeshivas, they are they are studying um, in the online school. Um, so we basically try to mirror uh, uh, what we call a brick and mortar school, uh, just online. So the teachers come in; they will even daven with the with the they will you know daven with the talmidim at the beginning of the day, 
and go through um, a regular course, a regular standard kind of learning. And in many of these cases, it's a, it's a very unique situation because these students often are not actually ever meeting up with their classmates in, you know, in the flesh. So it becomes their lifeline, not only from an academic standpoint, but from a social standpoint as well. So they um, socialize online in the, uh, in the, in the school. They will, um, they will uh, communicate with their teachers. And, you know, everything happens just like you would anticipate it in a regular kind of a school. The only thing is, is that everything is happening virtually. So, um, so to put it in a nutshell, what the online school really answers is two specific needs. One need is, is the fact that there needs to be the option for an academics for the purposes of um, you know, advancing and growing in terms of learning, but it also answers the need for a social, a social circle and also for the, for the hashkofa, for, the, for the, the general outlook of what you would anticipate for a regular from a regular religious child, a regular uh, Chabad child, that he would receive from his yeshiva, what he would receive from his school. So, in a nutshell, that's that's what it that's what it um, the purpose is. And if I might just add uh, a caveat that goes along with that is what the online school really, really looks to do is to really facilitate the shluchim that they can go out on shlichus, they can go out and do the work that they have devoted their lives to. And in many, many cases, the biggest challenge for the shluchim is chinuch. And they, the fact that they are able to, to educate their children really allows them to do their, 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 their shlichus, to do their work, to reach out to Jews in wherever they might be. And therefore, in that sense, the online school is really a, a branch, not only of providing chinuch, but also of facilitating and helping and, um, and enhancing the work that the shluchim do in their, uh, in their mission to try and bring Yiddishkeit, to bring Judaism, to bring the light of Torah and everything that go and mitzvah to as many Jews as we can, as can possibly be reached. Mm-hmm. Very good, okay. So uh, now um, the rest of the world is joining you in having to teach their students from a distance, remotely. And uh, we were looking to you for uh, having been a trailblazer of doing this 15 years already. I definitely have some experience that you could share with us. So uh, one of the biggest challenges that many schools are finding is that when they're teaching, they're not teaching in a classroom, it's very hard to keep the children's attention for long periods of time. So the schools that are doing telephone conferences are really doing it for about 45 minutes to an hour a day, as opposed to a full day of, of teaching. And even the ones that are doing online classes where, where, there's, where there's actual video or the Zoom or some other system, they're, doing, they're breaking it up into sessions, but it's really not a full day of school. Uh, what does a typical right. schedule look like in, in your school? And, and what, have, what have you found that works in, in order to be able to keep the kids' attention? Okay, so let me just give a little bit of background. Um, our school is unique in that, in many ways, it pretty much runs around the clock because um, the school has got different tracks. So um, uh, there's, a, there's a East, what we call an East track. So in, the, in American school, that runs on um, Eastern Standard Time. 
there's a second a second stream, a second track that runs on California time. There's a track that runs on um, on European time, on Israeli time. So the school is is really running on at uh, you know almost around the clock. So that makes it quite a unique school in that in that uh, in that um, from that perspective. But like I mentioned um, earlier, the idea that we try to do is to make the school run like a regular kind of a school with, within reason, which means that we do have to be mindful of the fact that children are sitting in front of a computer. So we need to obviously um, the understanding that you cannot have a child sitting, you know for exactly the same amount of time as you would in a regular brick and mortar school in front of a computer, but we want to make sure that we are providing them with as much time as we possibly could. So our day starts off, if I'm just, I'm just gonna take one of our tracks of our Eastern track in, the, in, in New York, which runs on New York time. Um, the day will start at 8.45 and they'll start with um, davening. Um, so this is all the grades through up until seventh grade, our eighth grade is really runs on its own schedule because those are older, older boys that post bar mitzvah, they're getting ready to go to Nasifta, so they have got a slightly more intensive day. I can speak about that if you want to hear a, a little bit later. But the younger grades are starting at 8.45 and they are starting off with davening and then they will go through until around, until 12 o'clock, at which point they'll have lunch. And then they'll start up again at 12.45, and that goes until um, 3.15 in New York time. Now, each, each class, each period is 45 minutes, and we mandate a break of either five or 10 minutes in between each period. So um, the idea is then that we would like that the students should get up, they should walk around, they should you know, go take their eyes off the screen rather than stay on the computer for an extended period of time. And I'm told, this predates me that when they were setting up the the school, the original people when they, when they were involved in designing the daily curriculum, what they ended up doing was was they were in touch with um, some educational experts who were at the time um, you know still creating the whole idea of of online learning full time and one of the things that they said was that you cannot expect a child to be sitting by the computer straight for longer than 45 minutes without some kind of, uh, you know, to break the, to break the, the experience of sitting and, watch and, and, and watching a screen. So that's the reason that it developed that we make these breaks um, every 45 minutes and uh, with a larger break, as I said, for lunch. And at that point in time, the 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 day ends at three fifteen for the for the students. So it is a slightly shorter day at the moment than for the until seventh grade. That is, than you would anticipate in a regular cheder um, and a regular yeshiva. But we do definitely cover all the all the traditional subjects that are taught, and we really try to emulate as much as we could. The, the learning schedule that you have in a regular in a regular school. So the, that's a long way of saying that's correct. We do not just have 25 minutes and uh, you know or an hour and a half even a day. We've got much more time spent, and the teachers are completely invested in making sure that their students are uh, are learning during each period of the of the day. Mm-hmm. There's, is it something that maybe takes time for the kids to get used to? And since your, your, your students are always learning this way, maybe that's, they, they, they somehow build up more, t- a longer attention span. They're able to tolerate lo- more than uh, other typical kids? 
yeah that's a that, that's a good question um the school goes i should i should say the school as is a is a school that runs from what you call gun which is pretty much from a you know pre one a kind of a kind of a class all the way up until eighth grade so our youngest grades which mean um gun and uh, all the way and uh, until first grade only have a few hours a day. We don't put them online for the full time. And even our second grade class has got a slightly shorter day. Um, and the reason is because, yes, the, intense, the attention span is definitely, is definitely uh, you know, shorter, obviously. And it comes, it comes with, a, with, quite a, with quite a bit of, uh, of an adjustment for the children to get used to working on the computer. And the parents obviously need to be, need to be able to facilitate that, et cetera, et cetera. So in the younger grades, we definitely have less time, but it's still significantly more than what you're getting than you know, some of the schools right now are offering to uh for you know to cover for some of the hours that they would be missing so our younger grades are getting more time than they than other schools are getting right now but it is definitely a uh, a shorter day than the older than the older classes have um and but the other thing to to remember is that you know children are very very resilient so at some points we notice especially in the beginning of the year they can sometimes have some difficulties, but you know, it doesn't take too long for them to adjust. And I hear this from parents very, very often that initially they were um, apprehensive, especially new parents in the school. They were apprehensive. They didn't know how the children would take to the learning. And you know, obviously, there's I can't say every single child thrives learning online. I mean, obviously, it comes with challenges. But in general, the children do very, very well, Baruch Hashem, with um, adjusting to the the challenges of remaining focused and learning. And I, I say that as a as a tremendous, tremendous tribute to the to the Malamdin, to the Rabbeim, to the teachers that really give their give their 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 heart and soul to make to make sure that the students are engaged and are learning. And um, there's also the technical aspect of it that I must tell you, it's actually unbelievable to see how tech savvy the, the kids are and how quickly they're able to adjust. So there's a, there's a dual challenge. The one challenge, of course, is the, is the attention side of it, which you correctly point out is something that takes a little bit of getting used to. And then there's also the, the idea of the technical side of things, but the children don't have that much difficulty adjusting to that. In fact, sometimes... Um, they are they're better than the adults, and I don't need to explain to that to to many people. It's self-understood in the in at the modern age. They're very very uh, you know they they pick this up with tremendous speed. Okay, another concern that that many schools are are worried about is what you just mentioned. The kids are very tech savvy, and <laughs> the, the all the dangers of the internet are just a click away. Um, right. are you, how does right. the school deal with that with, with, with regards to the students? Are you at all involved in making sure that they're using filtered or appropriate devices? Okay, so this is, to be honest with you, I think this is one of the subjects that we have spent the longest, the longest time dealing with. And um, the associate director, Mr. Barley-Anotic, is very, very much um, on top of uh, looking into this together with our technical director, Rabbi Yossi Goodman, and a whole team, a whole uh, VAD, a whole uh, board of educators and Rabonim, that the purpose is really to address exactly these concerns. And I'll explain to you what it is that we've done. In the past, we actually had a program that every parent needed to download onto the computer. And what happened was that this program was able to 
um, block any use of the internet besides for the online school platform. Um, in fact, it came to, to a point that even videos that parents would have to would have to uh, download a special program that the teachers would um, be able to upload videos that only played in this particular program. So there was no access to YouTube, no access to to any kind of online streaming. Um, and this was this was ideal. And we would only have students in the school who had this particular security um, downloaded. Um, the problem is, is that with uh, the advances in technology and especially the upgrades that were made in Microsoft and with, with the advent of Windows 10 and other kinds of, uh, of operating systems, um, what ended up happening was that this, that, you know, it defeats the purpose in the, in the world out there. You, it doesn't make sense that why would you ever want to put a child online and not have the child have access to the internet? <laughs> it sounds an oxymoron if you're, if you're not a from Jew who's trying to make use of just the internet for, you know, for it to be strictly used for appropriate purposes. So um, we we were we faced a tremendous challenge in this regard. What we what we did, and I should I, I say a tremendous note of Akorosatoy to the technical director in our school, to Rabbi Yossi Goodman, is that we implemented a two prong approach. And the first prong is really that we've got a we've got a, a tech support team that they guide the parents on all matters tech uh, tech related. And one of the things that they do is, is that they've got a they've got a list of various kind of filters that are that we um, expect all the parents to uh, to download onto their computers to make sure that the children are um, safe. But having said that, we always request that the parents are involved and checking in with what it is that is going on on their children's computers. But that is insufficient because the bottom line is, is that, you know, people don't, they don't um, think of it this way, but learning online is not only, doesn't only pose a challenge to, in terms of, you know, the dangers of the internet, you know, you can find something that is inappropriate, but even, even material that might be, you know, wonderful and good and whatever else, but it's just not something that should be done during class. So I don't know, it's a child right now is busy learning, is busy learning Chumash and he decides that he wants to, he wants to tune into uh, during, during his Chumash class, that's also inappropriate. That's not what he should be doing at that point in time. So what we've actually got is the teachers have got a special monitoring program that they are able to see exactly what it is that is going on on every screen of every Talmud. And, and uh, every student has to have this program downloaded onto the computer to be allowed into the class. And if the teacher feels that there's something that is, uh, that he's not happy with about what's going on with the student, he can take a look at the screen. It's kind of like if you're in a regular classroom, um, you know, the teacher's able to see what's going on on the desk of the Talmud in front of him. So our Abayim are able to see what's going on on the desktop of every Talmud that is, that is in school. And, um, you know, they, they might send a message to the, to, to the students that they see something that is, that is not there, that should, that, you know, is not class related, that should be closed. And there's certain mechanisms that follow along with that that um, the teacher has got a degree of control in the sense that he is able to, to 
to observe what it is that the students are doing. And if he feels that there's something that, um, you know, he's not happy with, he can, what he would then do is he would take the students, what we call into a breakout room, which is into a, into, into a, into a private room where he's able to speak to the students and say, you know, this is not what we should be doing right now. And in that way, there's, uh, there's, there is some kind of supervision. So it's kind of like it's a three layered approach where there's the parents um, supervision that is that is present. There's also all kinds of filters that need to be that need to be um, on the computer, and there's also this idea that the te- that the teacher is able to see what it is that is going on on the on the screen of every single one of the Talmudim, and there is the follow through with um, with that. So in that in that way, we've seen a tremendous tremendous um, uh, uh, benefit of using that program. And I should say that it's also a very, very, uh, a very profound lesson in Yerushalayim. And this is the idea that, you know, there's always an eye in Roya. There's always an eye that sees whatever it is that you're doing. And, um, you know, this in itself, I, I, I anticipate and I hope and I, I really, we really try to uh, give this over to the Talmudim that, this is the concept that, you know, there is always this concept of uh, an accountability for what it is that you're doing. So um, in that sense, I think that there's a dual benefit besides for the fact that there's a, uh, the, the hands-on, you know, the control that the teacher might have to see what's going on with his student. But it's also the idea that there's some kind of a lesson being taught that, uh, you know, there's always an accountability for what it is that you're doing. So um, that's, a, that's a lesson in Yerushalayim at the same time. Very good, very interesting. Okay, that's a good, it is a good muscle. To, um, uh, that there's always somebody looking and the kids know it, so they, uh, they, they have to act accordingly. Right. Okay, um, and another, another issue, um, to talk a little bit about your role as a principal when you're not with the children, or you're not with the students. Uh, principals all over, I used to walking the halls, getting a feel, a sense of what's going on, in, in the classroom, outside the classroom, and they get, they, they get right. to know and, 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 and understand and, and see how the boys are and how, the, how, how they're doing. Um, when you're, when you're right. working from a distance, you obviously can't have that same experience. So how do you uh, manage the role of being a principal when you're not together with the students? Well, it's a very, it's a very, it's a very interesting question. And I, I think the best, the best way of me um, trying to describe that to you is we, we, we do have a hallway. It's a virtual hallway, but it's a hallway. And um, the, 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 one of the most, one of the most uh, I don't use the word impressive because we're not trying to impress, but one of the most, one of the most uh, uh, you know, telling experiences that people who visit the Shluchim office will have is when they go into the online school um, office and you know, there's the, the, the secretaries and the administrators and the various people that run the school. And there's a huge, in the office is what we call the big screen. And the big screen has got, um, uh, has got uh, 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 up to about 35 or 40 classes that are, that, are on the, that are on the board at the time. All the classes that are running, you can see what's going on. So what the idea is, is that obviously the, if, the, if, we, if you wanted to listen in, you could listen in, the, the, you know, there's the possibility, but that's not the, that's not the purpose of it. It's to be able to see, you know, make sure that the classes are manned, make sure that, uh, that uh, students are, are, that everything is functioning normally, et cetera, et cetera. So on the big screen, you kind of have got that option to see what's happening in all the classes. So, it's, so that is our hallway. 
So yeah, I don't have the option to walk up and down the hallway, but what I do have is I can walk and see all the screens or all the classes at the same time and make sure that what it is that is um, that, that things are running normally. The other thing that I do do, and I do this um, on a daily basis, is I will go into the classes and sometimes just you know sit in and and listen to the learning. Very often, it's, you know, you need a little bit of nachos. You sit over there and this so beautiful and amazing to hear how the Talmudim are learning and the, and the, the, the great highest and energy and enthusiasm that they have in the learning is it's just it's something, it's something to, 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 to really enjoy. But the idea is, is that I will go into the classes and I, and I, you know, pop in every now and again. And sometimes we're able to, at that point, I might go into a class to test the class or just to um, uh, see what it is that is being covered at that point in time. So it's pretty much whatever a principal does in a brick and mortar school is I'm able to do in the same, in the same sense. The only thing is, is that I'm able to do it from my office. I don't need to actually get up off my chair, so to speak, and go down the hallway. The hallway is on my desk, if you get the, the, the comparison. So in many ways, um, I, can, I can visit many more classes than a principal in a brick and mortar school because I, it's just a matter of a click of a button and I can literally be in more than one class at the same time if I so desired. So um, that in, in, sense, in, the, in terms of being able to visit a class and to be able to monitor what's going on in, to a certain degree, there's even a greater degree of, of, uh, of, uh, of oversight, if I can use that word, because what lands up happening is, is that you are able to visit the classes, um, you know, at, 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 at whenever, whenever, whenever I so desire. Um, the, the challenge, of course, is, is that the, class, uh, the classes are, are going for many, many hours during the day. So, you know, you've got a class that is starting at 8.45 and the, the, class, the West Track is ending at about 7 o'clock in the evening. So it becomes quite a, quite a long day. But um, on the, in the American school, that is. So that's the that's the system that we have. And at the same time, I'm able to communicate with the with teachers. If I go into a class, it doesn't necessarily I don't necessarily have to interrupt the class. I can send a I can I can send a message by text that the teacher can see, and it doesn't necessarily disturb the class in the sense that he has to stop and speak to the principal about something that is of, uh, of, of that needs to be discussed at that point in time. Mm -hmm. Okay, so talk, talk a little bit about the, the Talmudim's relationship with their rebellion, with their teachers, with you. Obviously, it's very different when, you're, when it's not face-to-face, -face, uh, at least in a physical right. sense. So uh, how does the, uh, are the, are the, are the Rebbeim actually getting to know the boys well? Are they have developing, developing a relationship with them? And the same thing with you as, as, a, as a principal, are you getting to know the boys? Okay, so um, I, I think I'll, I'll start from a little bit of a, of, a, of a strange point to address that. Um, we have got, the, the Shluchim office, I should say, has got two to three times a year where we kind of organize opportunities for the boys to come to come and meet in, in, in person, so to speak. Now, the major time when this happens is once a year, um, around the beginning of Kislev, which is the time of the Kinos HaShluchim, um, the international Kinos HaShluchim. So what happens is, is that everybody, many, many of the Shluchim will come into Crown Heights for the, for the, for the Kinos. 
And at that point, what we, what we do is we do what, um, what the school calls a day of celebration. And the day of celebration is a time when we, quote unquote, celebrate the opportunity to be engaged in authentic Torah in spite of all the challenges that might be there. But what is most beautiful about that is that we've got, uh, we, we will have a, a, a day where um, the students will come to a big hall and their fathers also join for part of the day for a, for a meal. There's, uh, there's normally some kind of uh, entertainment, a game, um, a story, um, and the students also have time to learn in person with their teachers. But the other thing that happens at that point in time is they're all sitting around the table and they're sitting with their teachers. And it is the most unbelievable thing to see how the students interact and they thrive by spending this time in person with the teachers that I've heard so many times. I can't believe, you know, this boy literally, I never thought he was so small. I never thought he was so big. Or I never, you know, there was there's some little things about them, but the the you can see right away that there is a, a, a innate real bond that the teachers have with their students and at one point in time uh, you know this year we were we uh, we did just like we try to emulate a little bit i don't know if you're aware of the main that they have they do a roll call so we also do a roll call for the students and um at at the end of the roll call there's normally you know the students all dance and there's there's music and it's beautiful to see the way you know they'll they'll come and the rabbeim will often put the children on their on their shoulders and it turns into a very very um a very personalized um experience but what what i always see from this is the fact that the teachers find ways of being able to connect with the boys and they do it in the most in the most wonderful ways. Um, one of the ways that they'll do is many students, many teachers will start off their day and they'll literally, at the beginning of the day, will spend a couple of minutes going around and asking the, the Talmudim, you know, what happened today in, uh, what happened on by, you know, if it's, if it's a Monday. So what happened Shabbos in your Chabad house? What happened, you know, what did you do uh, over Shabbos? And they get to know a little bit about what's going on in the lives of their, of their, of their students. The other thing to bear in mind is, is that one of the things that we try as much as possible to do is to limit the fact that a teacher should just be doing what you have in traditional education, frontal teaching. Frontal teaching online is like, you know, is, 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 a, is, is a recipe for disaster because it becomes very, 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 very uh, unengaging. So one of the things that many of the teachers will do is, is that they'll they break up the classes and they'll put the students either into Chavrusa or they'll be learning, working one-on-one. And then the teacher bounces around from in what we call a little breakout rooms, that little rooms, virtual rooms where the students might be either alone or together with a, 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 a one or two other boys. And then the teachers also have opportunities to be able to interact and um, and speak with the boys. So there's there's many there's there's many opportunities that the teachers have to get to know the students. Now, does that mean that they get to know all the students? Um, you know, as much as you would in a brick and mortar school, I wouldn't say that, you know, in some cases, the answer to that question is yes, but in many cases, it's not, but they do a tremendous job at being able to, to reach and understand and know things about the students. And in many, many cases, I, I am very, 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 uh, 
um, amazed by the way that the students, that, that the teachers really get some of the kids. So uh, I know this, for example, so you, uh, just to um, answer the question of my, my interaction I have with the children, is that very often I'll come into classes to test the classes. So the teachers will often tell me, you know, in advance, you know, maybe this boy I'm coming, you know, it's a, the, the principal is coming in, or if it's an older class, you know, I'm coming in for handing them on a few blocks of Gomorrah. I was a couple of weeks ago, I was in an eighth grade class, and I had them on a whole pair of of, of Gemara, and the Rebbe will tell me, you know, this boy, he's, you know, there's, he's having a hard time for whatever reason, you know, he knows, he knows what it is that is going on with each, with each of the students. And not only that, but if there is a concern that, that, the, that, the, that the teacher has, we will, you know, we have, we have meetings, we have times when we discuss the students, just like we would in a regular school. So I will, um, you know, the teacher will bring up uh, a concern that he might have about a student. Sometimes you might need to discuss it with the parents. Sometimes we will come up with a plan on our own. But ultimately, the purpose of this is to to find the not only the best for the student in terms of his academic well-being, but also of his emotional well-being and of his spiritual well-being. And sometimes it's also the social well-being. So sometimes we know that a child is having a hard time with friends. So the teachers are able to, they're very, very sensitive to guess when you can see that a child is having a social um, difficulty and he might speak to somebody, so just like you would in a regular school, you know, that go over to another boy and you say, you know, maybe you want to, you'll learn with him, or maybe you can, after school, you can make a chablusa and discuss and discuss what we covered in school or whatever else. So what lands up happening is the teachers are very much in tune with what it is that is going on with each of the students. And, you know, in my capacity as a, as a, as a principal, I know, I know obviously in most cases by a cliche about much of this information, but um, there are many cases that I have to get involved in, in a, on, a, on, a, on a personal level with the boys. And it is, it is a, a very, it's a very interesting and a, very often a very rewarding experience. I should, I should give you an example of this, that, you know, I live in, uh, I live in Montreal and in Montreal, Chabad has got a very big camp, that the, a big summer camp. And um, uh, every year I normally, I, Baruch Hashem, I have opportunity to go for, to visiting day in camp in Montreal. And it is unbelievable how many of the online, my students, will come over to me and will, you know, greet me and will speak to me, whatever else. And in many cases, you know, it's hard for me to, uh, you know, they don't exactly look the same on screen versus the way that they do, that they do in, in, in real life and in person, but we're able to connect in spite of all of that. And in spite of the fact that I am a principal and not necessarily there, the teacher of the class, but it's, it happens every single year, and I, I have, and the same. I, I hear this time and again from from the administration and from the support staff that we have. That there is a definite, definite bond that is there. And the Baruch Hashem, I think one of the things that our school has achieved, and this is this is credit to the uh, the, the directors of the Shulchan office and of the online school, is to create a sense of community in the school. And the, the children are proud and they're happy to be to be um, to be uh, members, so to speak, of this of this of this institution. And um, that in that in and of itself becomes something that is that is very valuable. So there is definitely a connection between uh, you know, between the teachers and the administration, the staff, and the students. But I definitely can tell you that. 
the way that many of the teachers are able to know and interact and are sensitive to the needs of the students is is uh, it's, it's it's really really um, something something uh, special and you know I I'm daily I am uh, I'm in awe of the of the of the work that uh, our teachers do in terms of not only preparing and engaging um, engaging shiurim and classes but in having the sensitivity to try and uh, to try and get to the bottom of uh, understanding the students you know to the best that they're able to um, with the limitations that we have okay um, but in a, in, a, in a normal school the discipline of the, of the children of the students or if there's behavior issues is usually dealt in the school with the, the principal and the right. teachers how does that, does that, in, in an online school, is that something that falls mostly on the parents or is the school involved in some capacity? Well, it's, a, it's an interesting question. Um, the, we definitely um, rely a lot on the parents for, for um, issues that might come up. So if there's, uh, you know, that does happen that you can have traditional discipline issues like you would have in a regular kind of a class and there can be social issues that would that would be matters of concern and there might be um, points when a parent does need to be contacted but generally speaking what we try to do is we try to um, try to move it in a way where we foster a positive kind of an approach um, you know so for example our school does have a reward system where the children can earn points and they're able to buy to, to buy uh, um, prizes from our online prize store. So this is an incentive that we use to try and promote positive reinforcement for good behavior, for good learning. Um, many times, here, um, you know, if a child is having a difficulty learning or a difficulty following or a difficulty being involved in the class, we will develop some kind of a point system that will that will um, that will hopefully motivate the child. But over there, you can see just how important it is to have the parents on board. If in a regular school, a parent is an important partner in an online school, the parent becomes an absolutely um, uh, 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 essential partner in in the in the chinuch of the of the child. So, if there is a discipline issue, if there is an issue of uh, you know of something that we're not happy about, for what it what, then there can be there can be things. So, I will reach out to parents, and I must tell you that the parent body is very very um, is is very uh, uh, open to hearing and they want to work with their children, especially because the child is, is in their own home under their own roof. And they obviously feel the responsibility and they feel the need to be, to be on top of it. So um, I'm, I'm very, I'm very fortunate in that sense that um, when there is, you know, Baruch Hashem, I can say that, the, that, that this is not something that is, uh, that is, uh, you know, that is uh, extremely pervasive, but, you know, uh, you know, uh, there is there is there are times when we need to to lean on the parents for support in dealing with certain situations, certain issues, and we and the parents normally come through. And if there are certain things that come up, just like the principal would go into a classroom and have a chat with the class. Sometimes, sometimes I have to discuss a certain matter. We'll do it. And sometimes I have to come and speak over something with the students. I'll do it. But the idea is normally to try and put a positive spin on this, a positive bend on this, you know, the idea is, is that the students need to understand that, that we care about them, the school is there 
for to facilitate their learning and their shlichus and their families being there and and the response is you know is 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 very very good in terms of the students understanding that we are here to work together to solve to solve an issue and um so you know this is the this is the this is the way we go about dealing with these with these issues but it's it is you know, just like any school, you've got challenges. The online school has got its challenges. So to, to put it, to, to try and draw a parallel, you know, we don't have snow days, but we can have server days. <laughs> you know, um, one of the biggest problems that we, that we experience sometimes can be, in, can, can be a power outage uh, or uh, internet drops or, um, or uh, you know, a, a computer suddenly in the middle of class, the Rebbe's computer needs to update, you know, something like that, an upgrade. So there's, there's, different, there's different technical issues that might serve as a challenge. So the same thing will f- fall in the realm of various aspects of what can go, what can be a challenge in a classroom. But a lot of the stuff is very similar as well. Okay, talk a little bit about the, the, the children's friends, because school is not, besides just learning, most, uh, most students, most children develop their friendships from the school, in school, right. and uh, they spend a lot of time with their friends, and that's how they uh, engage socially and develop in, into, uh, into a meaningful relationship. So with the online school, right. that, uh, that presents its own challenges. Many of, our, of, of the children today that, that, are, that are stuck at home are facing a lot of difficulty in the sense that they can't see and play and, and, and engage with their friends like they usually do. So how does that work right. in your school or with the additional children? Well, one of the things that we do that, we, um, that I can tell you is that I know of many, many parents that have told me and they've told it quite clearly that, you know, um, schooling online comes with many challenges. And in many ways, you know, maybe uh, homeschooling many of these Many of the shluchim and many of the, especially the Rebbitsons, are very competent educators in their own right. But the reason that they will send their children to the online school is because they want them to have some kind of a social, a social um, uh, setting. So that social setting is is um, is is experienced in the online school on whatever level it is. So um, the way that they will normally do or communicate is obviously going to be in uh, on you know they can come on webcam so they can see each other and they can communicate via chat and on this on the class in the classroom itself there are um there are resources that they can make use of during you know obviously not during class during learning but the teachers will sometimes give them give them what we call tools give them a give them the the permissions to be able to speak or to be able to to chat with one another, so that's one of the ways that they're able to they're able to communicate. And um, you know, uh, uh, sometimes it's unbelievable. We get to see some of the talents that the children have, and uh, that, that you know. So, for example, if a child is is very musical, so sometimes what the child will do is he'll go and bring his keyboard and come put it in front of the computer, and during recess he'll be playing he'll be playing music, and then the children are able to speak a little bit about about that um, they're able to communicate about what they're going to be doing in the summer what they're going to be what they did over the over the weekend sometimes they can they can they'll even engage in some kind of in some kind of a game that is happening during recess the, the benefit of course when they do it on the school platform is that we are able to 
you know, the teacher is able to supervise and make sure that everything is done in a fair and uh, and and sensitive way. And if it's not, then the teachers will will step in and um, and you know guide the students to what is appropriate and what isn't appropriate. So uh, the social scene becomes something that is very important. And I can tell you that um, I had a, it was a very it was, it was actually quite eye opening. Is that I had I had a, a need to split the class. And, you know, you would think, okay, these are online kids. What's the difference? You know, as long as you, you're splitting a class, you know, there's different philosophies about what would be the best way to split the class. And um, I was quite amazed at the fact that when, when uh, parents heard and understood that we were going to be splitting the class, that they were very, very specific about this one wants to be with his friend. And, you know, so there's definite, definite relationships that get, that get built. Now, um, many of these children do make use of, of uh, of of social media to communicate, hopefully not during school, but um, outside of school. Now, obviously, this is something that parents need to need to uh, need to make a decision if there's something that they want their children to have access to or not. And there's different parents, different different uh, just like you know you got in the world. Different people have different opinions on matters. So there's different people that see the benefits of social media or whatever else as um, you know what they how much access they would like the children to have uh, to have to this, especially at a young age. We generally speaking dissuade them from having any kind of access to this kind of uh, this kind of uh, uh, a medium. The thing that we will do is we will allow them to make use at certain points in time of the school platform and that allows them to be able to communicate and there is still the option of picking up a phone and, and talking. So um, they know each other from camps that they might go in the summer. They know each other from the from their celebration when they get to meet in person and it becomes a whole day. And they literally, they know what's going on with each other. And one of the things that is a very beautiful time when we see this is for example, when there's a birthday, so we will have what we call a fabrengen, kind of a party, and the children will come and wish their friend a happy birthday. And many times the father or an older brother or a relative or a grandfather very often will come and will join the class and will you know, offer some divreteira, might say a story, and a way of literally you have a birthday party even for the child in, in class. So we really try to stimulate and to to reach all aspects of the child of the child and the development of the child not only the academic side but the social the emotional and of course the, the the fact that we really want to try and make sure that the children are got a very warm and a positive and uh, and uh, and uh, a, a, a strong connection to to Torah and to the and to the Rebbeinu Shalom and to and to making sure that they truly value and appreciate um, what it means to grow up to be a Torah Jew. Very good. Okay, so before we sign off, uh, just wanted to ask you if you had any words of encouragement for the other principals that are looking ahead at what looks like to be the rest of the school year, at least uh, without being in in school. What chizza could you give them and also any practical tips that they could use to make it easier and more productive for the for the teachers? Right. So um, I can tell you that um, with with this whole unfortunate situation that has been that has been going on um, at the moment, 
one of the things that has been that we've that we've had is that there's been many many people who have turned to our administration that have even even you know turned to me for you know for you know different kinds of guidance and different kinds of insights just not because I must be so so good or anything just because you know we we deal with this and have been dealing with this for for an extended period of time and um i think that uh, the 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 main points that i would like to share is that when you're learning online it doesn't need to be like some kind of a, a third rate option you know you can make the learning work if people are invested in making that time that time valuable the challenge is that teachers need to engage in two very important um, aspects of what is really solid pedagogy. And number one is, is that they need to make sure that they are checking in with the students to know and make sure that they are with them. So, you know, you don't just get up there and talk and talk and talk and talk, but you've got to make sure that there's, that there's interaction. You've got to make sure that the children have got work to do. You're not, it's not just about you getting up there and teaching one POSIC and another POSIC and another POSIC. You've got to make sure that you are engaging the Talmudim in a way that is that is active, you know, they have to be active learners, not just passive listeners. That's a very important point. The other thing is, is that, I, that is the amount of preparation in many cases that is needed for an online class is very, very, um, it's, it's a lot. You know, teachers need to come in, in, in our case, they need to come with PowerPoints, they need to come with worksheets. They need to come, you know, you, you, in a, I, I wouldn't say that all teachers just walk into a class not prepared. Of course, every teacher walks into a class and prepares. But in many ways, the degree of preparation that is needed is a, not, is a notch up. And, you know, that's not a bad thing. Even, in, even if you're teaching in a regular classroom, in a brick and mortar classroom, you want to make sure that you're well prepared for, for your class, your, your lesson plans, um, you know, and you can make use of you can make use of the technology that you have. You know, we, we in online school, we've got certain um, systems in place where we don't allow the students necessarily access, for example, to YouTube that's, that's blocked on our system. They can't access it. And we, we encourage parents to, to, to block that on the computer. But we've got certain media that we are, that, that we have certain programs that they're able to make use of. And it really enhances learning. So if you're learning about, uh, you know, you're learning about, about, you know, you're learning now about, about uh, for example, one of the classes we're learning about class. So you can literally, you can go and you can, with the, with the click of a finger, you can, you can show them a, a video of, of how, you, how you make class. And it's, it's a beautiful opportunity that you can really enhance the, the learning experience of the, of the Talmudian. And I must tell you, the creativity that you're able to generate is un precedent that if I tell you some of the projects that I've seen from the students, it is it is mind blowing what these what these children are able to produce sometimes. Um, really, really, really creative. Um, uh, uh, and I mean, uh, we have one class that they literally have set up a whole support um, uh, uh, program on a Masechet of Gomorrah that is, you know, I, I don't know how they're marketing it, but it's really, really impressive. So the point is, is that you can really um, engage in, in, in a different level of, of teaching and learning that you didn't think was possible. So um, yes, of course, it comes with challenges, 
But if teachers think out the box and they're able to make use of the resources that they now have, you can really take teaching and learning to a, to a different level. It's a challenge and it comes with, with definite, definite um, uh, limitations. But at the same time, it does offer um, a lot of opportunity from uh, multiple, multiple angles. And, uh, you know, people shouldn't be, shouldn't be scared to use this in the right way. You know, in, in Chabad, everybody knows that one of the, one of the, 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 the mantras, if you like, that the, that the Rebbe always encouraged was the fact that you want to try and use everything that is at your, at your, at your disposal to serve the Abishter and to, to reach, to reach other Yidin. And this is the ultimate example of that, where you're able now, in spite of the fact that people are not able to walk into a classroom, you are able to still teach them Gemara, Mishnayis, Chumish, Kriya, Ksiva, whatever else there is. It's all there. We can use all of the technology out there in a way that can be used, that, that can be directed towards, towards becoming better Yidden and you know, making the world a, a better place. In, on all on multiple levels. So if this if this becomes the the the, um, the philosophy, if this becomes the direction. Then what happens is is that one can really really take the Talmudim and their learning to a different level, and it just it takes a little bit of it takes a little bit of planning, a little bit of thought, and um, some a, a good bit of positivity. And the final thing I'd say is is don't underestimate the power of positive reinforcement, of, of compliments, of offering incentives, because, and the incentives don't necessarily need to be in, in uh, you know, it can be multiple different uh, kinds of incentives, but you making use of what is at your, at your fingertips to come along. If a student has made a beautiful PowerPoint or a student has made a beautiful video, you know, show it, make it, make a deal out of it. This is a way that you can really and you can really build the confidence of a student and you know set him up to become a to become somebody that is proud and of his learning and his ability to to become a Talmud Chochem. You know, it's all it's there and uh there's a tremendous opportunity. Wow, this is uh this has been a fascinating conversation and uh really there's a lot for us to, to for all the schools. To learn from your example, you've been doing this all, the, all, the, all these years, and now that everyone is in a similar situation, we have definitely a lot to learn from. So I uh, really thank you very much, Rabbi Ringo, and uh, you should continue to uh, grow and spread Tyra throughout the world, literally. Amen. Thank you so much. And I'm, 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 I'm uh, encouraged by the fact that there's people that are going out there and making the, the, the concept of Chinuch and the realities and the importance of Chinuch something that is, you know, turning into podcasts, whatever else. So keep up your good work. And Bezos Hashem, with everybody putting all our hard work together, we should be Zoycha to, the, to, the, to see the, the ultimate Gula from all of the Torahs that is going out there. And uh, we should go to Yerushalayim Yerakoidosh. Amen. You've been listening to Chinuch 2.0, a show exploring the changes that are happening to how we do Chinuch. Chinuch 2.0 is hosted and produced by me, Aaron Parnas. Special thanks to David Lichtenstein for inspiring the show. You can subscribe to the show by searching for Chinuch 2.0 on Apple or Google Podcasts. 
suggestions, comments, or guest ideas, you can send an email to chinuch2.0 at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening.